0: And welcome back to the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. That's Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson. Uh, we're back here. We're not recording quite as late. We're on a few less, uh, a little bit less cold medicine. But, you know, when you do this <laughs> much cross-country travel, you know, you got you to gotta find ways to, uh, to power through. You know, I'm, I'm no Jason Day here. I'm not going to be out here um, telling you about all my wow. ailments. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> we're throwing heaters
1: <laughs> right off the jump. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Not I like the the late night pods are kind of kind of off the rails, kind of unhinged, unfiltered. It was kind of fun. I am gonna miss those over the over the next few months.
0: Well, I mean, you know, we're only promising them on Sunday nights, and I do have to, uh, I, I do, I do family dinner with uh, my wife, and I go over to my parents' house every Sunday, so it, we'll have to record late at some point.
1: That's true. That's true. Because we're about to hit, and and I guess a lot of these California events still end sort of late. Not not like the Hawaii, you know, ten Eastern or eleven Eastern or whatever. But they're still they're still a little bit later than you get with the with the Florida swing coming up here in about a month. All
0: right, but uh, for this weekend, we are looking ahead to the Desert Classic. And before uh, we jump into picks and previews, uh, a few items to to knock through. Number one, this. Dude, we we're looking at the desert classic for the moment, but what about across the pond? What, how, how much of your time is going to be spent tracking the action at Abu Dhabi?
1: Well, I was looking at the fields for these two events and it's not even close chip. I mean, the, the, the Abu Dhabi field is, is way better than the desert classic field. I mean, look, I love Charles Howe. I hope Charles Howe wins the masters this year, but he's the, he's the fourth, um, like highest favorite or fourth biggest favorite, I guess for the desert classic, that's not necessarily the strongest field.
0: No, but it is a comment on how Charles Howell has been playing recently, which is well
1: true. That's true. That's fair. But I, I just think there's a chasm between you got John Rahm and, and Justin Rose, which it's kind of funny that Justin, two Europeans are the favorites at the desert classic while, uh, To an American, Dustin Johnson is one of the favorites at the Abu Dhabi tournament. But I just think with the way the schedules are set up and and I thought this was a really good point. I can't remember where I read it. I think it might have been the New York Times, the crooked New York Times, Um, (laughs) the way the schedules are set up. This is really one of the, I don't know, two or three biggest events on the European tour for the first half of the year. It's the only event on on the first half of the year that's in the Rolex series and so I think you see a lot of guys kind of taking advantage of that and you've got a great field over there and and that's that's fun and instead of late night golf we get early morning golf or really really late night golf and uh yeah i I'm I don't I think I'm probably gonna pay a little bit more attention to Abu Dhabi than I am to to uh to the desert in the same way that i was saying the
0: hawaii swing you know even with different varying levels of of field uh, strength that it it seems like we come back to oh and and that's right you know remember uh you know jt in hawaii or you know i i think about in the same way that when we're telling storylines later in the year about Tommy Fleetwood or when we're telling storylines later in the year about different players, oftentimes one of the points that we draw in the calendar year is something that that player did at Abu Dhabi. It just feels like over the course of a season, the significance, you know, I just, I just don't have a lot of, uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And remember, uh, remember back at the desert classic When, uh, you know, it's just, it doesn't feel like the, the action here rarely, especially compared to Abu Dhabi ends up carrying significance through the season.
1: No, you're right. And, and I've, and I think that that's probably true of the entire Middle East swing on, on the European tour. And and we saw that. So this was crazy that this almost happened, but 2016, Danny Willett wins the, uh, the, a Dubai event which I think is next week it it was always following the Abu Dhabi they've moved some things around but I'm pretty sure that's next week again and then he goes on to win the Masters 2017 Sergio wins the Dubai Desert Classic goes on to win, win the Masters and then 2018 Rory uh almost well probably should have won the Dubai Desert Classic Uh, Tong Lee bucked his head at the end and then <laughs> almost won the master. So we almost got three straight years of guys winning the Dubai desert classic and then going on to win the master. So there was some real symmetry there, but yeah, Tommy Fleetwood going for three in a row in Abu Dhabi. That's fun. Uh, Kepka and DJ are both over there. Stenson. It's a, it's a really good field and and a really exciting start uh, to the 2019 calendar year. The season's already started, but the calendar year has not started for the European tour yet.
0: Mm, Interesting a uh, few more headlines the <clears throat> augusta national women's amateur uh, is is a yet another uh, you know step towards inclusiveness within the augusta national community these things come bit by bit and to be able to to host uh, an amateur championship on the women's side is is a step forward is that something that you know when you're looking when you're tracking you know the different culture shifts within
1: golf how significant does that feel to you oh I think it's huge I think it's I think it's progressive I mean I think it's getting out ahead of everything um, it, it, mostly because Augusta National they, they, you know it, I don't know it just it feels like a big deal and, and so one of the headlines with this week is that uh, invites went out to all these amateurs and they're you know posting videos of themselves opening the invitation it's online. a very
0: elegant invitation I saw a lot of the social uh, media yeah I mean it looks absolutely exquisite
1: yeah, it's great, and and I think that it's it's funny to watch these women open their invitations because the reaction is the same as as the men who get them, like the the PGA uh, tour guys that get the invites. They're just it, it's it's the fulfillment of what for them has been a shorter lifelong dream, but it's still uh, a lifelong dream that um, that the guys who get into the Masters get. I, I was thinking about this though it's a it's so it's a 54 hole event and the first 36 are played at uh champions retreat which is actually where that it hosts this uh post masters media event it's not i don't know it's not like the greatest course in the world it's fun we've had fun out there but then but then all of a sudden the field gets cut from 72 to 30 and you go and play uh you play augusta for the last 18 holes but I, i i'm not positive about this but I don't think if you're in I don't think getting in the field necessarily means that you that you get to play even a practice round at Augusta I think you have to make that top 30 so there's what 42 women who are going to be in this but won't definitely won't get to play a competitive round at Augusta and might not even get to play at all Uh, but just to be invited and and to get into that it's I'm excited about it I think that I think that final round at Augusta, with with all these women amateurs playing, I, I'm gonna, I feel like I'm gonna be into it. I, I'm really I'm really fired up about that later on this year.
0: How uh, after we got off the podcast, did you spend much time ruminating on on your beliefs of what Matt Kuchar might be in 2019? I feel like you <laughs> I I feel like I'm seeing you really hone in on like you spent the last couple of days thinking thinking a lot about Matt Kuchar and his misquoted Jay Z lyrics.
1: Well, I, I, not necessarily. I had a long conversation, not a long conversation. I had a conversation with my wife about the the tipping thing, which went down some interesting paths. Um, but in terms of his play on the course, it it really feels like. Remember that Jimmy Walker year a few a few years or I guess five three or four five years ago where five he won years a bunch ago of time. yeah yeah two thousand fourteen. Uh, yeah, I think he was 15, maybe. And he he won in the fall, and then he won the Sony, and then he goes on maybe a year later to win the PGA Championship. It it It's sort of... Now, I think Kuchar's a... I mean, obviously, he's a better career player than Jimmy Walker, but it does sort of feel like there's still... Like, Kuchar's play over the last two months has been a reminder that he could still win a major. You know? And he's not... Like he's playing really good golf, and, and so I think that's that's the question that that I have in my head is is you know is he is he still at a point in his career when he where he can and that's and this is a question I have about all all of these guys who are getting a little bit older. Like can can Henrik Stenson legitimately still win a major championship? I think so, but I'm I'm not positive. Like he's getting to the age where you have to start asking that question. And I think Kucher's getting there too. And the answer over the last two months has been, yeah, he can. I don't know which one. I don't know um, you know, where it's going to be at, but I, I think that's going to be pretty interesting to follow with him as, as this season kind of unfolds.
0: I think it is more likely that Matt Kucher wins two more times this season at regular events than it is that he wins a major.
1: That's I think that's fair.
0: Man, I, that – And that's field. That's that's Kucher versus the field, where like Kucher value above replacement golfer is incredible, but distance between him and the elite, 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 elite is such that when you get you know dozens of those players uh, to to imagine that Matt Kucher at this point in his career is going to be able to go uh, toe for toe through an exhausting eighteen to thirty six rounds. I mean, like to. If if we're gonna talk about Ricky Fowler and last year's Masters, then you also have to include uh, Matt Kuchar and the Open Championship, right? Like if yeah, jo- if Jordan Spieth doesn't just absolutely black out, go get that, like hitting bizarre <laughs> shots from all over the place, you know, from the what was it, the Titleist or the Callaway truck? I forgot what it was,
1: it was. the ti- it was the title.
0: The ti- of course, of course for Jordan it was the titleist. But like yeah. if if Jordan Smith Spieth does not if he has to for some reason get sick or is not in the open championship, then we're talking about Matt Kuchar, the you know, major championship winner. So, yeah, I definitely think that he could win another major before the end of his career, but at the same time going back to your theory of the uh Going back to the theory of you only get but so many opportunities, I, I kind of feel like that was one of his opportunities.
1: Yeah, I, I, I get that feeling too that it, it was we're going to look back on Kutcher's career and he's going to have 10 wins or whatever and we're going we're gonna to remember him as a really uh, consistent – I mean he's sort of – in a lot of ways he's like a maybe a, a better version of Charles Howell kind of. Where he's super consistent for a long time and wins um, some non majors. I guess he did win a Players Championship, so that's you know that's 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 big time. Uh, apparently, it's you know one I, I've been told over over <laughs> over the first two tournaments of 2019 that it's one of the five most important events. Have you noticed that every graphic that the Golf Channel has shown has included the Players Championship with the four majors in terms of uh, where guys have finished. Mm-hmm. Like, like if they show, if they show like where Gary Woodland, uh, finished for 2018 at the majors, they include the players in there. I respect it. <laughs> anyway, wait, hold on. Because, I, I,
0: because CBS has the masters CBS has, uh, the PGA championship. And, uh, then for the open, We're at NBC
1: NBC Golf Channel,
0: NBC Golf Channel, and then U.S. Open is Fox. Fox. Yeah, I mean, if you're NBC, you just got to, you know, it ain't tricking if you got it. Stunt, like, throw (laughs) like, show off what you have. If (laughs) if there's even a whiff that people are talking about the players like the fifth major, then yes, I, I am absolutely including, uh, then I'm absolutely including the Players' Championship because that's the kind of uh, – you're very astute to pick up on it, but that definitely is the kind of subtle decision that's made in a meeting on a Tuesday that yeah. ends up ends up actually carrying some significance because it's just you – no. Know, in, in all of our graphics packages, if we're talking about the majors, include Players' Championship, everybody at the table says yes, but then for the entire season, all of a sudden, you're looking at uh, one of your – as golf channel NBC goes, you're looking at one of your premier events and and now maybe on some subconscious level it's leveled up.
1: Well, and and there's some there's been some talk. I, I heard I know Brendan Porath and Andy Johnson have talked about this a lot, but how much is the PGA tour involved in that and in pushing that? Because obviously that's their, you know, crown jewel event. Like that's that's their event that because they don't I don't know. It's it golf is so weird and that they don't really have a hand in the in the four majors and so they want to they want their, you know, going back to the five families. They want their premier event to have a seat at the table and it's just I don't know. It's pretty interesting, but um if we if about? they Kutcher? if if they start including
0: tour championship finishes, then I'll tip the table over.
1: Uh, what do you mean? If, 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 (laughs)
0: yeah, yeah. If they, if they start like if you throwing in the players, I'm cool with that. That's a like, you know, iconic course. And it, it is, you know, one of the, the major, like truly special sort of points within the golf season. If you, if you start including tour championship, 30 player, no cut field finishes, uh, I will tip this table over and start throwing things.
1: With with staggered starting uh scores to par. Oh yeah. Starting. With
0: with the new gimmicky scoring system. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't as long as as if if they do that, then you've gone too far. Mark Rick just lost control of the NBC graphics department.
1: <laughs> but no, I, I think I think we'll I think we'll probably be back on Kucher as a really consistent golfer for a long time who had uh you know, one and a half real shots at a major and didn't you know just didn't take advantage and and that's you know barring something extraordinary from him over the next two or three years that's that's probably what it'll be and you know that's a great career like we we get so wound up and caught up about majors and you know historically great and it's like Matt Kuchar's made like 50 million dollars and almost won a major and won you know nine or ten times on the PGA Tour that's an that's unbelievable success at the highest level for a long time and it should be applauded well speaking
0: of uh jordan spieth we'll be digging into him and our expert picks from the desert classic
1: right after this robert half research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring if you have open roles chances are you're feeling this too that's why you need robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.
0: Kyle, I am concerned that your overreaction um, your overreaction guns are a little bit hot right now. Okay. I am not ready to panic about Jordan Spieth. Okay. I think that I, I think that you have too much. um, I think that you've got too much big picture proof that he is, as you've said many times, a generational talent and a generational golfer. And I think that within the context of his very, very still brief career as a professional, I think that we need to have sustained struggles like sustained struggles before I'm ready to uh, start asking what's really wrong with Jordan Spieth.
1: Yeah, the trajectory is not great though, right? He's 18th in the world now. uh, The lowest he's been since I think December 2013. And uh, look, I'm I'm less concerned. Honestly, I, I wrote about this on Monday. I'm less concerned about, what his scores are or what his strokes gained are or if he's missing cuts or whatever I, I don't I don't I can't get I'm I don't know I'm not worked up about that I'm I'm and we talked about this a little bit on Sunday I'm more concerned about the things that he's saying and the things that he's thinking about because he he's taken us to some kind of I mean he it, it, it's just he he doesn't seem to be in a great place mentally and and so that's the part that it's like okay could this get even could this get even more sideways? Um, I don't know. It would not surprise me at all for Jordan Spieth
0: to be going through a brooding teenage years right now.
1: I'm I'm going to read you. So I, I posted six quotes. I'm going to read you a couple of them from the Sony Open last week. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, the first one is, where are we at? I have a lesser amount of certainty than I've had in a while. It doesn't bother me right now. I don't feel anxious. Like I have to do anything. I feel pretty patient with what's coming because I'm knowing, because I know I'm working on the right things. It took me a while to figure out what that was. It took okay. me a while to figure out what to work on.
0: I look, I am willing to entertain that this old soul might be emotionally Benjamin buttoning in front of our eyes. if he was so calm and cool and collected and and at one and peace with the game of golf as a 21 year old well he's got to go through some of those brooding teenage years right now he needs to buy some buy some records some emo records and and pick up an acoustic guitar and, and and just go hang out in his bedroom for a while. And I understand that personally, Jordan Spieth getting married, going through a bunch of life changes. But like, given the way that he has talked about the game, even when he's playing well, and like we've told jokes about you know his his conversations and his talking. Like, if if the game start if his game starts going sideways, I think is absolutely uh, if if not. Uh, acceptable maybe even predictable that he's going to have some wild quotes trying to describe the darkness that's in his head right
1: now yeah Uh, so the next quote was I almost took I almost took ignorance as bliss in a lot of part of my parts of my game I did things well but I didn't know why I just did them then they got off and so I had to figure out why I did them well and how to train it back (laughs) sounds like there's a lot going on there yeah you don't, so, so like
0: what's, are you if from covering the game of golf, Jordan Spieth is not the first player to get in his own head about his game. He's probably, it's probably 100% of the PGA tour, right? Right. Yeah. So what's, so what makes him different in terms of your level of alarm? Uh,
1: because I think, I think one of the things that's coloring this actually for me is the fact that I've seen Rory get in his own head recently. And he hasn't quite gotten he hasn't quite gotten it back, and so I think there's just a, lo, a, a small level of of um, caution for me with these guys at the highest level, to where it's like, oh, Rory will be fine, Rory will be fine, and it's like, really? I mean, maybe, and maybe it's still coming, but I, I I don't I don't know, and so I sort of feel the same. Look, I'm I'm still like all the way in on speed. I'm still purchasing stock even as I'm reading these quotes, but I do feel like there's, I don't know. There was just a little bit of, um, there's a few yellow flags coming out of Hawaii. Hmm. Is he going to be unrelated? What? Unrelated to any, uh, missile threats this year. Thankfully.
0: Yeah. No, no false. Uh, iPhone alerts sent out this year.
1: Though I'll, I'll read you the last one. All uh, right. I went through I went through like I went through like a couple different swings today. I mean it was kind of a test I guess. It's very unusual. I don't feel like I've been in this situation before. It's okay. I felt like I was patient out there and still am right now. Like I said, it could take a while, but I got pretty far off and I'm trying to backtrack significantly. But I need to get some tournament rounds to do it, even though it's humbling at the same. I mean, that's somebody who is lost yeah. saying those words. Now, is he going to be lost forever? I don't think so. I think he's still going to win. A, I think he's going to win multiple times this year, but he is he is lost right now, it, or it seems like it, based on what I'm reading.
0: Jordan Spieth wins. You've already said multiples, so I've got to set it a little bit higher. Jordan Spieth wins the rest of this calendar year, two and a half.
1: Uh, un, I mean, under. Under. I, yeah, I know. I, predi- I predicted three at the beginning of the year, and I just I, I don't know. I, I I don't feel like I can stick with that. I thought I thought he would be more ready to roll at the beginning of the year than he is. He is talking. Well, go ahead. He's playing uh, farmers next week. Did you see that? I did not. He's playing farmers. Rory's playing farmers and Tiger, and Tiger. That's fun. And, yeah, I mean the feel. I just got an email about Rory. Um he, he so it's Xander, Tiger, Rory, Spieth, uh Who else is in here? Justin Rose is in it. Um, John Rahm, Finau, Fowler, Mark Leishman, uh, Jason Day, Woodland, Matsuyama, Cantley. It's loaded. Sick. Yeah, it's awesome. So from a tournament
0: that has all of us on uh pins and needles waiting to see what happens to the desert classic where as you mentioned John Rahm will be there uh John Rahm, Justin Rose, Patrick Cantlay, Charles Howell, as you mentioned before, uh Andrew Putnam who we saw uh, contend last week with Matt Kuchar all the way down the stretch what what storyline are you following uh going into this tournament
1: well I'm going obscure here because Uh, it's like I said, it's not, it's not a great field. There are some interesting stories. You've got, uh, Bud Colley who had a good fall, um, coming back from injury at the Memorial last year. You've got obviously Charles Howe trying to get his second win of the season. Uh, you've got Cantlay who's, um, been kind of quietly playing really good golf over the last year or so, but there's a, there's a guy in the field. He's an amateur, uh, Charlie Ryder. I I'm, I think I'm saying his last name correctly. He's a freshman at USC. And I think this was a guy that I had somebody text me about him either last year or a couple of years ago. He was an amateur. Uh, he got an he got an invite into this tournament last year. And the person who texted me was there watching him. And he's like, this guy's swing swing speed is off the charts. And there was a quote from John Rahm last year who said, this guy is easily longer than me. Like, it's not even close. Wow. And John Rahm was 16th on the PGA Tour in driving distance last year. He averaged 309 off the tee, and he said that he he could. He, there was no chance of him keeping up with this kid. And he missed a cut last year, but he's in the field again. I'm pretty excited to see what he does after a year of going through it. He's in college now. Um, you know, can he can he hang a little bit? Can he make a little noise? I I think that'll be pretty intriguing.
0: Where's he playing for college?
1: He's at SC. Ooh, yeah.
0: Um, John Rom won this event last year. What are you? What are you expecting from uh, from the big butt Spaniard uh, as he <laughs> as he really steps into the limelight here? Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think the chasm between him and Rose at the top and everybody else in the field is so wide. I mean, I just think they're they're far and away the the best players in the field and. Uh, he's had, f- I think, four top tens worldwide in his last five starts, something like that, including that Hero World Challenge win. I-, I think if, I think if him or Rose finishes outside the top ten, it would be maybe not a disappointment, but a, a little bit of a um, I don't know. I would expect them to finish in the top ten. That that's how, that's how good they're pl- both of them are playing, and that's how kind of mediocre this field is.
0: Phil Mickelson is in the field. Is this his first? uh, action since the match.
1: Yeah. (laughs) On the course and, and, uh, in the casino as well. Probably
0: that's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what do you, I mean, like, so, uh, let's, how many events is lefty going to play this year? 13, 12. No, no, he'll play more than that.
1: Uh, 18. I don't, I don't know.
0: Okay. If Phil Mickelson plays 18 events, do you think that he will make the cut at – all right, first – uh, I've got two of them. Make the cut over under twelve and a half. and
1: uh, I'll go under. Wow. I think we're in for an eye-opening lefty year. I think I think this could be the year that everybody's like, oh, Phil Muckleson's 49. I thought he was like 42. Because he just keeps running out of steam. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, Okay. 18 events. Phil Mickelson, top 20 finishes. Over under
1: three and a half. I'll go over. Okay. It's a good good number. I, I think... Here's the thing. I think... And I think I wrote this, or we might have talked about it. I think his ceiling is still... Pretty high. Like I think I think he can still win an event. I really do. I mean, he did so like ten months ago. But I think his floor is getting lower, and so this this dichotomy that we've seen over the course of his career, where he's. Kind of all over the place. Like he'll win one week, and then he'll shoot like a seventy nine the next week. I think we're going to see more and more of that. And and I think both the ceiling and the floor are just going to start to get lower over the next five or five or six years.
0: So, do you think he will win an event this year? Point five
1: wins this season. No. Yeah. I'm assuming no, I don't. Too. I mean, he's he's a year. Chip, he's a year away from being eligible for the Champions Tour.
0: And buddy, he is going to be coming for Bernard Longer's throat pretty soon.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I feel like we we view him or we treat him as if he's forty three or forty one because he
0: acts like a big kid.
1: You yeah, are now. You but- are
0: like you are the the way you feel. You are the way you act. He he does everything to make us think that he's younger, and it is only now probably going to sl- like work the other way where, you know, father time is undefeated and his game's going to start suffering because of it. And we're probably going to overreact to his struggles because throughout his career, he's made us think that he's younger than he is.
1: Yeah, no, that's, it's a great point. I mean, I I hope he wins the U S open this year. How, how good would that be at Pebble?
0: Oh, it'd be incredible. Would I I have
1: anything to write about out there? Do you think so?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the, (laughs) Like, have you already started to, to map out your storylines for each of the majors?
1: <laughs> Not yet. I, I, in all seriousness, though, no. I, I will start my, um, I, in fact, I probably should have already started my, my ranking the master's field one to 90 or what, however many are in it. I'll start that in the next couple of weeks. I mean, it's because it's a
0: 5,000 word manifesto.
1: Yeah. What should I do? What should I do with speed? Where do I put them? He's never finished lower than 11th. He's got four top three finishes there.
0: You cannot he's he's where in the world right now? Sixteen? Eighteen. Eighteen? Yeah, you can't put him lower than fifteen.
1: I I mean I'm 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 gonna have him in the top five, probably. I just, oh oh I th- okay, all right. I, I think that I know. I'm still so, I'm more all over the place than he is mentally <laughs> with with him. But I, I think that there is something I think there's something about being there that just shuts his mind off and just allows him to play golf. And I don't know if it's lack of distraction, lack of, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a very different experience for those guys in that week. There's nobody inside the ropes. There's not as much media, uh, in terms of guys trying to pull you aside. You're, you're, you're much, it's much more about the golf. And I think that's good for him in a lot of ways.
0: Hmm. I didn't know there was no inside the room. So when you're following, you're doing the like chase run a shot ahead.
1: Like yeah, I was on top of, I was on top of poor ass shoulders whenever speed, uh, no, way. made the putt on <laughs> No, I wasn't, but that would have been amazing. No, nah, on top of poor, poor ass is what? Six, two,
0: six, three. I've never met him in person. Just judging by yeah, television.
1: He's taller than me. Yeah. Yeah. How tall are you? Uh, six. I'm like six foot. All right. Nice. Um, yeah. All right, pick to win at the Desert Classic. I got Rose. I just it was just a toss up between him and him and uh, John Rahm. Uh, I got Charles Howe as my top ten, and then I got Bud Colley as my sleeper. Bud Colley's eighty to one. He had uh, he made all three cuts that he or he made three of four cuts in the fall. Finished tenth uh, in or uh, top ten in one of those events, and uh, he's he's got a lot of talent. It's just a matter of staying healthy, uh, you know, and, and, and being consistent for a long period of time. So I'm interested to see how he does this week.
0: All right. We will be back with you on Sunday to recap all the action, both overseas uh, and out at the Desert Classic. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Kyle, thank you very much. Thanks, Chip.